Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. As we enter the Week 10 report, let's kick it off with some recent action heading into Sunday's games. First up, the World Series Braves on a 10-game win streak. As I record this, they have a 4-1 lead in the 5th on Sunday as they look to make it 11 games, completing the sweep of the Pirates. Granted, the streaks consisted of a series in Coors, followed by two at home versus Oakland and Pittsburgh, but still worth a shout-out. And how about Acuna, who has been dominant over that stretch with a 1,200 OPS? I mean, don't you just love these tributes he's giving to LeBron and Ice Trey? With their signature celebrations after dropping a dinger or a big play. Fun to watch, man. And speaking of dominance, hitters have been crushing the ball in June. We've got over 25 players with over 1,000 OPS this month. 18 of them with 4-plus homers, led by Judge and Buxton with 6. And shout to Jay Crone who's made the club with a 1,006 OPS, leading June batters with 17 RBIs, followed by Jazz, Harper, and Salvi, who just have 13. Another guy I want to shout out while we're talking leaders, the Rook, Julio Rodriguez, leading the league in steals on the year with 17. Over the past month, his bat is heating up as well, as he's posted around a 900 OPS of his own. Back to the streaks. Phillies are looking to complete a 10-game win streak of their own. As I record this, they're down 3-1 in the fourth in hopes of making a comeback and sweeping the D-backs on Sunday. That's following sweeps of the Angels and Brewers as they've been on an impressive run since the dumping of Girardi. Clearly, he lost that locker room. It's nice to see them on a roll again. Moving on, sadly, we saw Walker Bueller go down with a right elbow flexor strain. Looks like he won't be throwing for six to eight weeks, putting him on track to return maybe in September with no setbacks. Silver lining, that's good news for Dynasty owners, as hopefully he shouldn't need Tommy John surgery. There was some concern that he would prior to the MRI showing the flexor strain. They're saying he should be able to recover just with rest and some rehab. Kind of puts him into a similar 2021 Bieber situation now. As for redraft leagues, what do you do with him? Dump him? Maybe. Certainly if you don't have an IL spot to stash him. A move I made last year was to flip the hot Pat Sandoval midseason shortly before he ended up cooling off pretty hard, to get Bieber on a team where I was on fire. I mean, I was a shoe in for the playoffs, big lead in first place. Figured, let me roll the dice on Biebs, see if he's going to come back for a playoff run, which he did. He didn't do much, but uh, he gave me some good ratios. Ended up winning the league. Don't think he got any wins at the end of last season, but, you know, That's something I love about baseball, big time. 
you know, Walker Bueller comparable to who in football? Lamar Jackson, one of the first pitchers taken off the board in redraft leagues. You lose a guy like that in football, very likely your season's done for. Well, in baseball, you got guys getting called up left and right. I mean, look at Edward Cabrera. Dude could end up being a realistic replacement for your Walker Bueller owners. And if you're riding with me, you know I got you on some streams of the week to help you get by until you do find your replacement for Bueller. So let's get to it. Monday, 613. Johnny Cueto of Chicago White Sox, pitching at Detroit, just 16% owned in Yahoo and 12% on ESPN. Through his first five starts of the season, putting together a respectable run. All five starts have been quality, with a 3-2-3 ERA, 3-7-2 FIP, and 1.17 WHIP, all not far off from his career numbers. And that's against strong competition also, as three of the games came against the Yankees, Toronto, and the Dodgers. He's not a big K guy with 7 per 9 for the record, which also isn't far off from his career average. But he's got a good chance to put together great ratios and a W in this favorable matchup versus Detroit. Tuesday, Zach Davies of Arizona pitching at Cincy. 5% on Yahoo, 4% on ESPN. He's coming off two great outings, both quality, where he's posted 13.2 innings, three earned runs, nine hits, just three walks, and 13 Ks. That's for both just under a one whip and K per inning. They were good matchups against Pitt and Cincy, but here he is again getting another run at Cincy on Tuesday. He's got some solid numbers on the year with a 4-2-1 ERA. That's backed by a 3-5-6 XERA. And a 1-2-1 whip. 23rd in the league with a 22.4 ground ball percentage. He's also not a big K guy with 7.3 per 9. But here's another opportunity for great ratios and a W in a winnable game for Arizona. Wednesday, 6-15. Probably going to regret this one. But I'm going with Austin Gomber of Colorado pitching at home versus Cleveland. He's 4% Yahoo and 3% on ESPN. Well-deserved. He's a big boomer bust guy who's been busting a lot lately with some elite and awful performances on the season. We've discussed in the past, but if you're new to the show, oddly enough, he pitched elite at Coors in 2021 with a strong 209 ERA, .95 whip, and 5-1 and record across 47.1 innings pitched. His XERA, FIP, and XFIP are all on the fours compared to his current 617 ERA. So that's due to lower. And it's a decent bet he brings some momentum back home this week after a great start in San Fran in his latest. Also, honorable mention someone who is 50 to 60% owned in Yahoo. Spencer Strider is still criminally under 20% owned in ESPN. This is straight up free Ks, great ratios, and wins if he's still available in your league. Go get the dude. Thursday, 616. Rich Hill of Boston pitching at home versus Oakland. 10% Yahoo, 6% ESPN. 
This pick is strictly due to the easy matchup. His numbers aren't horrible this year with a 4.38 ERA, 1-2-2 whip, and 7.3 Ks per nine. But he has been rather inconsistent along the way. Another guy with some good games and some pretty awful games. But here, back home versus Oakland, he faced them two starts to go on the road and killed them. Six innings pitched, one on his run, three hits, no walks, five Ks, and a W. Getting another shot at Oakland? I'll roll him out with confidence. Friday, 6-17. How about a little Zach Thompson of Pittsburgh at home versus San Fran? Just 4% on Yahoo and 3% on ESPN. Dude deserves a little recognition. In six out of his last seven starts, he let up zero earned runs three times. One earned run once and two earned runs twice. That's excellent. He went at least five innings pitched in each of those six games with a collective .87 whip across the stretch. He's also not a big K guy with seven per nine on the season. But my point? Lately, he's pitching much better than his 4.6 ERA and 1.42 whip, which are inflated after a shaky start to the season. He's worth a look in this one despite the pretty tough matchup versus San Fran. But three of those six games that I just mentioned came against Atlanta, the Dodgers, and St. Louis. There are definitely worse options for Friday. How about Saturday, 618? We're going with Brad Keller of KC at Oakland. 13% on Yahoo, 10% on ESPN. Keller came out booming in 2022 with a 174 ERA and a .84 whip through his first five starts. He's gotten hit hard since, inflating the ERA to 419, while the whip sits at 126. Meanwhile, he's still going deep into games. At this point, eight of his 11 starts on the year are quality. He's 28th in the league with a 53% ground ball percentage. Not bad. Very good, actually. And he's faced tough competition recently, getting a nice matchup this week against Oakland to bounce back. Great choice for a stream. Sunday, 619. Big day to win your matchups. And here's a guy who's going to help you do it. Brady Singer, back to Kansas City. Pitching at Oakland, 23% on Yahoo and 11% on ESPN. And this guy, to me, is more than a stream. He's the guy on this list most likely to stick around in your lineups if he's still available to pick up. As we've said a bunch of times throughout the year, you get to June, most of the guys on the streamers lists, they're locked in, they're on rosters, no longer available to be picked up and kept. As you can see, most of the guys on the list this week are 10% or less owned. That's because most of those guys in the 20s and 30s who ended up being good in recent weeks, they've climbed to 40s, 50s, 60s. They're no longer available. Singer, to me, one of those guys who's going to get there over the next few weeks. Since returning to the big, in his last five starts, he's walked just three batters, and all three came in the same game, which has earned him a seventh-best 2.8 walk percentage on the season. He's 3-1 on the year with a 4-3-3 ERA and a 1-1-6 whip. 
with about a K per inning. He's also fifth in the league with a 33.8% CSW percentage and 13th with a 56.9 ground ball percentage. At this point in the season, streaming is largely about the matchups. As you can see, three of the guys on the list this week facing Oakland. Run Singer with confidence this week. Looks like four of his next five starts are going to come against Oakland, Detroit, Detroit again, maybe Cleveland. Definitely a guy who could crush it for you over the next month or so. Case can be tough to find at this point. And, honorable mention, the lesser-owned Dane Dunning is putting together a respectable season for Texas with a 4-4-1 ERA, 4-2-4 XERA, 3.67 FIP, and 3.41 XFIP. He's matching Singer's 13 best 56.9 ground ball percentage and faces Detroit himself on Sunday. So if Singer's gone, that's the next guy I'd go for. Next up, I got three hitters for you in the pumper dump. Gabriel Moreno of Toronto. Catch it. 30% owned on Yahoo, 10% on ESPN. Got the call this past weekend. The number four prospect of the MLB's top 100 pipeline. Should be a big boost for both the Jays and fantasy rosters rest of season. He looks like he has great plate discipline and should bat for high average in OBP in the bigs. With above average slugging potential also. In the minors, he posted a 311, 361, 484 line. Didn't knock a ton of homers down there. But there is seemingly a lot of room for improvement in the slugging department. Seems like they'll find a way to get him regular at-bats in a lineup that could use a boost. Next up, Bryson Stott of Philly. Second base and shortstop. 13% on Yahoo and 7% on ESPN. He held the number 97 spot on the MLB's top 100 list in 2021. And was the Phillies' number two prospect last year. Been booming in the bigs since May 31st and been a big part of the Phillies' nine-game win streak. In June, he's slashing 333, 389, and 727 for an 1116 OPS. That came with four homers, 11 RBIs, and a swiped bag. Dude looks pretty clutch. If you could use some help at second base... Unlikely you needed that shortstop, but that never hurts. Team continuity, multi-position, middle infielder. Kids worth a look if you need some help. And third, Jake Berger, Chicago White Sox, third baseman. He's 21% on Yahoo and 10% on ESPN. A first-round pick in the 2017 draft after posting 47 homers. Slashing 339, 420, and 629 at Missouri State. He reached the bigs last year after some injuries over the course of his several years in the minors. But over the past two weeks, he's batted over 400 for average with five homers and around a 1300 OPS. Absolutely pumping this guy. Worth an ad to see if this is his breakout. Third base, also a rather shallow position. 
And I like this kid to see what he can do. And lastly, let's get into a little bit of trade talk. As a reminder, I did get the opportunity to build a trade value chart for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Freaking awesome. Really appreciate the guys over there for giving me a shot. Definitely check it out. You should be able to find it just by Googling Fantasy Baseball Trade Value Chart. But it's also on my social medias at MorningDFantasy on Twitter and IG. This week, I'd like to talk ethics a little bit. I saw a Reddit post for a guy reaching out for some help. He said in his league, only commissioner has the power to veto deals, which I do agree with, but I'll get into that in a minute. The situation was the fourth place commissioner was involved in a deal with the last place team that everybody else in the league wants to veto. Commissioner received Giolito for Brandon Lowe, Lowe who's injured, but that hardly adds up to Giolito. Giolito is still widely considered a top 15 pitcher, an extreme fleece. In my leagues, for what it's worth, I commission eight leagues across football, basketball, and baseball. And I participate in around 14, 15. And in almost all of them, there's no trade voting allowed. I'm not about that at all. If two sides agree on a deal, it's fleece or be fleeced out here in the jungle. But that's just it. The two sides need to genuinely believe that they are improving their teams. The only situation where a commissioner steps in should be if something smells like collusion. Smells like the commissioner's colluding. <laughs> so what do you do? I would put the last place team who received Brandon Lowe on blast and make him justify the deal. Share with the group how do you feel you actually benefited your team on this one. If you're getting the sense that the guy just doesn't care anymore, he's over, he's in last place, that's unacceptable. He needs to be overruled. Fleece or be fleeced, but do not collude. Fantasy's supposed to be fun. There's no room for cheating, screwing over your friends, or anything else like that. It's a game. Are you supposed to compete with your friends and have a good time? Hit me up anytime on IG or Twitter. Email's cool too. At Morning D Fantasy's the name. I'm all over Reddit with my tag, The Morning Dump. Happy to talk fantasy anytime. You got some collusion involved in your league? Feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to share my two cents. Hit me up for trade advice. Let me know who you're buying low and selling high on. Anything fantasy you want to talk, I got you. Catch you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.